What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie The Iron Claw. Here's a quick synopsis. The Von Erich brothers try to make names for themselves in wrestling in an attempt to become a family dynasty. The film stars Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, Stanley Simons, Holt McCallney, Maura Tierney, and Lily James. Standout performances. I was young when High School Musical came out, so I fully understand how popular Zac Efron became because of that movie franchise. And I have to say, I never thought his career would go the direction it has with him becoming a very good dramatic actor. I thought he would be a movie star, but he's really challenged himself, and the Iron Claw isn't the first time. In 2008, he starred in Richard Langlater's Me and Orson Welles. 2017, he starred in The Greatest Showman. In 2019, the former teen heartthrob starred as Ted Bundy in the movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. For me, that's his career best performance. I also really liked him in last year's The Greatest Beer Run. But this, to me, is an example of what I like most about actors is that they can take their careers in so many different directions and I've always compared Zac Efron to Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon starred in a really big movie, Footloose, like High School Musical and he could have continued to make movies like Footloose but he didn't and Zac Efron could have made movies like High School Musical till the end of time. He didn't. He took his career in a completely different direction and I give him credit for doing that. In the Iron Claw, Efron plays Kyle Von Erich, who clearly has a love for wrestling, but what he loves most of all is spending time with his brothers, and Efron plays him with such an innocence that makes the heartbreak throughout the movie even more tragic. And I was thinking coming into the movie, it's a little weird for Zac Efron to be playing a wrestler, but once you see the movie, it makes so much sense that it's being played by Zac Efron. He's a gentle wrestler. Efron will next star in the movie Ricky Stenicki with John Cena and William H. Macy and A Family Affair with Joey King, Nicole Kidman, and Kathy Bates. Let's talk about his co-stars. First, you have Jeremy Allen White, who because of the success of The Bear, one has to imagine he'll be getting a lot more film opportunities. White plays Kerry Von Erich. And then you have Harris Dickinson, who's been making a name for himself with work in The King's Man, The Souvenir Part 2, See How You Run, Triangle of Sadness, and Where the Crawdad Sings. I'm a massive fan of both of these actors. They have bright futures ahead and are really good in The Iron Claw, but they aren't given as much to do or screen time as Zac Efron. This is clearly Zac Efron's movie, and everyone else is along for the ride. Dickinson will next appear in the movie's Blitz with Saoirse Ronan and Baby Girl with Nicole Kidman. Actor Holt McCallney in The Iron Claw plays Fritz Von Erich, the patriarch of the family who is tough on his sons. To say the least, he's great in the role. I look at Fritz as a tragic figure who is in love with wrestling more so than his own family. I mean, if this weren't a real-life figure, you would be calling him a cliche, but this really happened. This is what this guy was like. The final performance I want to talk about comes from Lily James, who plays Pam, Kevin's wife, and here's what what I'll say. She is good in the movie, 
but what I want for Lily James is more leading roles in movies. She's great in Baby Driver, Yesterday, and now Iron Claw. I just think she's graduated to a point where she should be playing more than just the concerned love interest, even if she plays the part better than most. James's next films include Greedy People with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Himesh Patel, her Yesterday co-star, and Relay with Riz Ahmed and Sam Worthington. The Iron Claw is written and directed by Sean Durkin, who in the past has made the indie films Martha Marcy May Marlene, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Sarah Paulson, and The Nest, starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon. And due to the nature of the film, The Iron Claw is far and away his most mainstream film yet, but it feels close and connected to those other films. There are tragedies in his other films, like Martha Marcy May Marlene and The Nest. And those are the kind of directors I appreciate and admire the most, filmmakers who can make films based on entirely different subject matters, but still make them feel connected to his other films. That's what Sean Durkin is doing with The Iron Claw. It could not be any more different than Martha Marcy May Marlene, but yet if you watch that movie, you could understand and see that it was made by the exact same filmmaker, that there is a connection there. He's the reason this was a massive deal for Zac Efron. Zac Efron has worked with good filmmakers before, like Richard Linklater, but this felt like something different. Zac Efron had not worked with an auteur before. This is him working with a legitimate auteur filmmaker on the rise. And on the other side, for Sean Durkin, this is the first major movie star he's really worked with. Elizabeth Olsen was a star on the rise. That movie was made before she did the Marvel films. Yes, he worked with Jude Law, but Zac Efron is a guy who is on the rise. This was a big opportunity for both of these people to work together, and I think they nailed it out of the park. Sean Durkin got the very best out of Zac Efron, and Zac Efron was clearly up for the task. For movie fans, the hype around this movie was seeing Zac Efron work with a director like Sean Durkin. And I think it shows the power a filmmaker can have. It can make people interested in a movie when an actor works with a particular filmmaker. For instance, it was a big deal when Brendan Fraser worked with Darren Aronofsky for the first time. Brendan Fraser, like Zac Efron, was a beloved figure, but he had never been in a movie like The Whale before. That was a big challenge. Everyone wanted to see that, and it ended up working out for both Aronofsky and Brendan Fraser. And in this case, it worked out for Durkin, and it worked out for Zac Efron. I am positive there will be other time, big time directors who want to work with Zac Efron in the future. I would love to see him in supporting roles, leading roles. I want to see him work with those great filmmakers and see if he can continue to be a very good actor. So everything that happened in this movie to this family happened in real life. And for whatever reason, I had never heard of the Von Erichs before. And I'm far from the only one in not knowing when walking into the film makes it an interesting watch. Some may feel they are walking into an old-school sports movie, but that's not what The Iron Claw is. If I had to compare it to any film, it would be Ben and Miller's Foxcatcher, which depicted another tragic and true sports story from wrestling. Let's talk about box office. So far, The Iron Claw has made over $18 million, which is decent. But I have to ask myself, 
Why is this an indie movie? It has Zac Efron. I get that Sean Durkin isn't established as a studio director, but why is this an A24 movie? Why is this independent? Why wouldn't a massive studio want to make this movie? I could have imagined some of the roles going to bigger names. Like, this is a movie that I think could be popular in movie studios and in movie theaters if it were made by a major movie studio. I understand why, because of the tragic events of the movie. This is not a feel-good film. But you could get major names to be in this movie. Zac Efron is in this movie. People care about the career of Zac Efron. He is bigger than just outside of movies. People know him. People care about him. I kind of feel like this film deserves to be bigger. It deserves to be on a bigger stage made by a bigger studio, maybe with bigger stars. I think Jeremy Allen White and Harris Dickinson are good in the movie and their stars. Lily James is a big name, but I could imagine this movie with bigger names. It seems like every day we're talking about the demise of superhero movies. Well, something has to replace superhero movies, and it feels like it should be movies like The Iron Claw, movies about real life. I feel like escapism is something that most people aren't really interested in anymore when it comes to movies. Yes, it's fun to watch a lighthearted comedy, but I feel like we're sick and tired of watching movies with green screens and CGI. We want to see movies about real people, and The Iron Claw is that. And for whatever reason, it's still being treated like a smaller independent film. Oscar chances. There is a contingency of critics who desperately want to see Zac Efron get an Oscar nomination for Best Leading Actor. And I wouldn't rule it out. The Academy has a history of nominating people who you never ever would have imagined. Just last year, you had Brendan Fraser. A decade ago, you had Matthew McConaughey. Zac Efron is definitely deserving of a nomination, and I think they love doing that. They love being like, see, you never thought this guy was the real deal. We're going to show you he is. Because let's be honest, the Oscars would be boring if the same people who are deserving all the time just get all the nominations. Yes, it's cool when Denzel Washington gets a nomination or Leonardo DiCaprio gets a nomination. But what gets people excited is when people come out of nowhere and get Oscar nominations. People went insane for Brendan Fraser. They talked about his past work like The Mummy. It was like a career award for Brendan Fraser, and that's not a bad thing. I know people look at that and they go, well, it should only be about the performance. He is brilliant in The Whale, but make no mistake, that was a tribute to Brendan Fraser's entire career because that was a guy we all loved, and some people said he can't act to save his life, and those were proven wrong. And I feel like some people want that exact same thing to happen to Zac Efron, and I can't blame him. He's been called a bad actor before. He's been called the kid from High School Musical. I just think it would be great if the guy who starred in Dirty Grandpa ended up getting an Oscar nomination. That is a great story. It shows you the up and down nature of a Hollywood career. And at this point, it does feel like the nomination would be icing on the cake. Efron has already been in a movie that has gotten well-received by critics. People think he is the best thing in the movie. An Oscar nomination would go a big way, but I think bigger things are on the horizon 
for the career of Zac Efron. I also think on one hand, yes, he deserves a nomination, but this just happens to be a year with steep competition. You have Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, and Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Those feel like locks. Then you have Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, and Leo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. Whether or not he gets a nomination, this is a career-changing performance from Zac Efron. At this point, I would be pleasantly surprised if he was nominated. There is no way that Zac Efron is winning this award. I know people like this movie. I'm not hearing a lot of love for the film. I think it's gotten well-received. I don't think it's the movie of the year or anything. The movie itself feels nowhere near the best picture conversation, and it's a really good year for movies. I liked The Iron Claw. Personally, I don't think it's worthy of a Best Picture nomination. I would love to see Sean Durkin get nominated for something, whether or not it's directing or his screenplay. I feel like he's a writer-director on the rise that not enough people know about. The Iron Claw is his biggest project to date. I think filmmaking is about the director. These are the people we should be making into stars. Sean Durkin deserves to be a star. He is making some of the best movies right now. And if you make director stars, guess what? People go and see their movies. People go and see Jordan Peele movies. People go and see Christopher Nolan movies. People go and see Greta Gerwig movies. People go and see Martin Scorsese movies. And people go and see Ridley Scott movies. Make Sean Durkin a star. Give him an Oscar nomination so more people go out and see his next movie. That's how you do it. You make filmmakers stars. That's how movies do well. I don't feel like we live in an era where movie stars matter as much. What matters is the person making the movie. I feel the same way about Dirk and the way I feel about Ari Aster or Robert Eggers. Movie studios should be attempting to make these guys big names. They should be giving them unlimited resources to make the movies they want to make because these are the next generations of filmmakers and you want these people to make movies that people see. You want their movies to feel like events. Now, Oppenheimer may never happen again and Christopher Nolan is one of a kind. Sean Durkin is not going to become the next Christopher Nolan. But make this guy a noteworthy director and people will seek him out and watch his movies. They will go back and watch Martha Marcy May Marlene in the nest and they will definitely watch the Iron Claw. Make this the beginning of something. That's what Hollywood gets wrong. It's not about who the actors they make stars. It's about the directors that they don't like. I look at a guy like David Lowry. He made The Green Knight one of the best independent movies of all time in my opinion. That should have been a chance to give him recognize and get him an Oscar nomination so his next movie becomes a big deal. They didn't do that. I know David Lowry has fans, but he would have mainstream fans if you got him an Oscar nomination. And I feel the same way about Sean Durkin. People care about directors after they get nominated for Oscars. 
and they become big names. The Iron Claw is a chance to make Sean Durkin a big name, and I feel like Hollywood is going to fumble it. So why exactly isn't the Iron Claw getting in the Best Picture conversation? For one, I don't think the movie is worthy, but I think there is another thing at play here. This movie is filled with tragedy. It is sad. It is not a feel-good film, which the Oscars sometimes go for. But then you can ask yourself this question, okay, so we're not going to nominate the Iron Claw because it's a bit of a downer, but then why are we going to recognize Killers of the Flower Moon? And the difference there being is that movie is made by Martin Scorsese. He is a prestigious filmmaker with recognition and a reputation, and Sean Durkin isn't there yet. But again, Hollywood has a chance to make Sean Durkin a big deal by recognizing him. Like, the Oscars have a chance to make directors big names, and not enough times do they take that opportunity. I mean, we talk about the great actors who don't have Oscar wins. Think about the all-time filmmakers who have never won Oscars. Alfred Hitchcock and Stanley Kubrick have never won Academy Awards. That's insane. They're all-time directors. That's what the Academy doesn't get right. And they have a chance this year to give Christopher Nolan an Oscar win. And I still have some doubts whether or not they're going to do so. I mean, they just don't get it right when it comes to directors, wins or nominations. Don't even get me started with Ridley Scott. He should have won for Gladiator. The whole Ridley Scott deserves an Oscar thing should have been settled decades ago. Why don't they recognize the right director? I mean, year in and year out, that is the category I question them the most on. And this year, it's probably going to be no different. There are very different directors I think should get Oscar nominations this year, and I would put Sean Durkin on that list. In the hands of another director, The Iron Claw would not be the movie that it is. It wouldn't have gotten the performances from Zac Efron and the rest of the cast. In my opinion, he elevates a movie like this. Other directors I think should be nominated this year that probably won't get recognition. Chloe DeMont for Fair Play, Ben Affleck for Air, Sofia Coppola for Priscilla, and Wes Anderson for Asteroid City. I get it. Not every director can get nominated. There's only five nominees, but very little of those nominees are going to be ones that I agree with. And if they leave the name Sean Durkin off, I'm probably going to be against that list. Overall, The Iron Claw is a very good movie, and I'm really interested to see where the participants of it go from here. What does Zac Efron's movie career look like in five years from now? Will we be talking about things other than his high school musical career? If I had to guess, I would say yes. I also think in the next five years, Jeremy Allen White and, and Harris Dickinson will elevate from supporting men to leading men. I do believe these people will be big deals in the next five years. I think they will be leading men. Like I said earlier, Jeremy Allen White is going to be given a lot of movie opportunities because of the Baron. Harris Dickinson has worked with an impressive list of filmmakers. I feel like he's going to be given something big, a big studio movie maybe. And the career I'm most interested in moving forward is of course Sean Durkin. I'm interested to see what kind of movies he makes. Does he become more and more of a mainstream movie maker? Does a big studio give him an opportunity 
to work with major movie stars and make the movies he actually wants to make. Because of the success of The Iron Claw, I'm hopeful that that's the case. I'll end on this. If you grew up a big fan of Zac Efron, you should definitely see this movie. That's what acting is all about, is seeing your favorite actors do different things. And this is definitely Zac Efron doing a thing he's never done before. I've also never understood anyone who wants their favorite actors to do the same thing over and over again. They already made those movies. Let them do something different. You should want your favorite actors to challenge themselves. And that's what Zac Efron has done with The Iron Claw. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly, highly recommend you check out the movie The Iron Claw. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the film Dream Scenario starring Nicolas Cage. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Mm -hmm.